Welcome to another edition of the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and Kev. I'm KEV, that's RLJ, and we are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution. Where evolution is revolution. Brother J, man, I feel like it's been eternity, man. Hey, man, listen, we, uh, we've been on the move. We've been on the move. Uh, schedules have been booked. Um... But I thank God that we are slowly entering into a season of stillness. Because I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, man. I, yeah. I don't want to be booked and busy no more. I want to be nah, uh, partially I'm good. booked, but well rested. I'm I'm good with the booked and busy thing, man. You know, Nas went from like 20 summers straight. Now he's talking 30 summers straight. I can barely get through five, six weekends straight, man. <laughs> I've been nonstop since me and you went to the damn yeah. bar crawl, man. I've been outside in all facets of the streets, man. Yeah. Washington, D.C., New York City, man. All, all parts of Virginia, man. I've been everywhere. And uh, brother's tired, man. Yeah. Plus this brother's weather, tired. this time change is like the sun goes down at 2 o'clock. <laughs> yo, thinking like, yo, is it is it eleven thirty? And I'm like, no, how much three, daylight are we saving here, bro? Like, it's it's midnight around two forty five. Yeah, man. And then it was random, random flurries of snow. I said, okay, all right, it's time. You know, it's this time of the year where it's like, yo, once I'm in the house, I'm in the house. Oh man, who you telling? Now, don't get me wrong, I appreciate it. Being outside, yeah, man. yeah, you know, I done celebrated birthdays, been to uh, uh the reunions, the homecomings, you know, uh, family outings, man, birthday parties. It's literally been something every single weekend for seven weekends straight, brother Jay. Yeah, activity I haven't seen since. The odd <laughs> since the odd two thousand, man. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's it's been a busy few weeks, and I am definitely anticipating the holiday season where things is closed or things can slow down, so I can just take a breather. Um, do you think do you think people's like overcompensating, man? Like being outside, man. Like I, I don't I, I don't get the sense like when things first open. I think people are everybody's just trying to find their own groove as far as they're like, trying to get back. They're trying to get yeah, back to normals. Get back to the old normal. I think they're trying yeah. to act as if everything is this is what we gotta do. Plus, I think they are going a little hard to 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 catch up, right? To make up for lost time. Um but I remember my grandfather once said, he said, time is something that once you lose, you never find it again. Nah. Um, and I think of sleep, right? When people say, yeah, man, I'm trying to catch up on my sleep. It's like, yeah, no. Ain't no catching up. That sleep no. gone, young fella. It's once, gone. Once them 24 hours run out, it starts all over again. So yeah. if you ain't slept all week, you're not going to be able to catch up on the weekend. Like it's, it's a cycle. And so I don't know, man. It is good to see people having a good time. Um, 
I've been in a few places where um, one woman was like, yeah, you know, we left the house and, uh, you know, I wasn't feeling feeling well. We were in a restaurant and we could hear her and everyone just slowly turned and looked at her. Hey, God. Like, hey, look, 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 the chef started cooking in the, stopped cooking in the back. The waiters kind of slowed down. The server was putting down <laughs> drinks on the table and they slowly, they was still putting drinks on the table, but they were looking like, why are you here? Yeah. Uh, so like people slowly started to make make preparation to leave the space. You saw mass starting to come out, and I'm just like, we're in that space now where it's cold flu season. Yeah, man. And in addition, you still got people suffering with allergies, and it's you don't know what's what. But I'm just like, yo. Check this out. Like, if you're not feeling well, just stay home. I had to, stay I had to tell tell one of my staff yeah. members, like, "Yo, why are you here today?" Ah, well, you know, I just, I just started feeling bad this morning. Long, long, the, the the days of of you coming to work like you a superhero, man. Them days is gone, gone. man. Like, if you, I don't care if the, your throat tickle, if you got a runny nose, if you got an earache, man, keep your ass. What I like to call. The hell at home the because at home. Yeah. you ain't gonna get no you ain't gonna get no damn at a boy at a girl from me no. bringing your ass into the work sick especially if we ain't even there every day and the day we are there you want to come in and, yeah. and wipe your nose looking like Roscoe from Martin get the fuck out my face and off my goddamn screen man Bro, and I'm the only place I take my mask off at work is in my personal office with the door closed and I have an air purifier in there. Soon Yo, as someone dude. knocks on the door, I grab the mask, um, and I'm trying to figure out what the hell they want. Why? Like, why do you need to come into my space? Man, I keep my damn mask on from the metro to my building, and want to know why, brother Jay? Because it smells like Amsterdam and DC, man. Yeah. From from twenty four seven, from dusk till dawn, man. It, it smells like the it smells like skunk weed, man. It ain't the loud, it ain't the zaza. It's the it's skunk weed, man. It yeah. smelled like somebody pulled marijuana out the crack of their ass and they started smoking it at 7 a.m. in the morning, man. <laughs> Around all metro stops of importance, man. LaFont Plaza, Gallery Place, goddamn Union Station. It smelled like weed everywhere, man. I went to New York City. Same smell. Amsterdam. They got weed trucks, man. Yeah. They got weed ice cream trucks in New York City, man. Yeah, it's it's... And it's very unfortunate, especially if if someone doesn't indulge in that recreational type of activity. And I, I ain't mad at it. You know, I indulge on occasion. You know, I ain't, I'm not tripping. But I'm just like, yo, from dusk to dawn, my G. It doesn't go away. And I mean, it's, it's, th- it's thick, man. So much so, like, we were driving. I'm trying to think what area we was driving through. And it smelled. <laughs> someone was like, man, what's. Why does it smell like sewer over here? I was like, "Yep, that's 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 weed, that's skunk weed, man." <laughs> and they was like, "What?" I was like, grew it "Yeah, it's, in a bathtub." It's like there's no water that we're nearby. It's like there's, <laughs> that's weed. That's it's unfortunate, and it's uh, yeah. Yo, man, Amsterdam, man, Amsterdam. Last time I checked, man, we was in Amsterdam. Yeah, for real. And the ill thing, I seen a lot of women in New York City. With like band-aids on their legs and knees and like random cuts on their face and stuff, right? 
And I'm just trying to, I'm curious. I'm like, well, what the hell is going on? And what I noticed is like in New York, man, you know, people might be walking down 6th Avenue, 5th Avenue, whatever, whatever. And they on their phone the same way they are when they in their car. But you know, the curbs in New York kind of high, right? They are. Yo, bruh, I seen a chick bust her ass because <laughs> she was on the, on the TikToks, man. And then it dawned on me, oh, this is why, this is why people got band-aids on their legs and cuts on their face. They legit tripping on the curves because they're not paying attention walking through them crosswalks, man. I seen it with my own eyes, brother Jay. And I remember this was when, God, I think this is when I first got my, no, this was when I still had a droid, bro. There was an app that if you were walking, you could turn it on and it activates your camera so you can see where you're walking without looking up. That's a damn shame you even need it. And and so I was impressed, but I was like, so you got to see the camera. It was an overlay on top of what you were looking at. So you could literally see, am I about to step in a ditch? Is there something else that without having to look up? And I'm just like, yeah, it's never that deep. And poor woman, man, she cared more about her shoes than she did about her ACL, LCL, and MCL, man. <laughs> or her eyes. <laughs> or her eyes. Yeah. Bro, I ain't gonna lie, man. She, man, one of them legs is doing a stanky leg, bro. You know what? And she went down. And uh, I kept walking, though, because, you know, being in D.C. long enough, man, I just, it ain't none of my business. <laughs> That part. I kept walking. <laughs> that part. Do you think? <laughs> do you think we have formed? Uh, we have we have developed um, a muscle of disrespect by way of the phone. By way of just you see something and you just mind your business, depending on where you are or what it is that you're seeing. Oh hell yeah, man! Because like I mean, it's fucked up because we're numb. We're numb to the fuckery, man. Like, just think about the amount of fuckery, man. You say, hold up, man. Let me let me break out. Let me break out a calendar, uh, cal- calendar and a calculator real quick, man. The, the 2022 was 2022 an odd year. I can't, I know it's not an odd year. What's what you call it? A leap year? Leap year. I was about to say 22 is yeah. an even year. Yeah, number. yeah. It's <laughs> a leap year. I don't know this cal I don't know the calendar. Um, no, I think there was a leap year two years ago. All right, well, fuck it, man. Let's just say 365. Let's just say times, let's just, just say times four, man. Cause you know, we, our pod, but every since, I think our podcast might be a bad representation of society, man. Because ever since we came out, bro, it's been nonstop fuckery. 2020 was a leap year. 2020 ironically, was a leap year. Ironically, we were in the middle of a pandemic and we had an extra year of it. I mean, extra fair, day yeah, of it. Fair. Okay. All right. So, Let's just say, all right, we're going to give, we're going to go 2020. We're going to do some analytics right here, y'all. Okay. Analytics live on the on the GIG show. All right, so let's just say we go back three years because we at the end of 2022 now. Yeah. So we're doing 2020, 2021, 2022. And you said it was 366 days in 2020. Mm-hmm. All right. By the end of 2022, that's 1,096 days straight 
of nothing but fuckery. Wall to wall. From Western Plains to Eastern Hills, man. From motherfucking sea to shining fucking sea. I was like, globally. Where, where's he going with this? 1,096 days of fuckery. I think Mofos was like mad, mad numb to this shit after about 200 days. Fair. Like 200 days, and then people lost their mind. So you add on a jail sentence of 1,096 <laughs> days, man. You know how they give you the fed prison sentence, 36 <laughs> months, 72 months. The shit, your goddamn jail sentence looking like a car note, a car note uh, pay schedule. Yeah. Like, nah, man, 60 months. <laughs> like, yo, goddamn kids, kids that ain't developing right, man. They motherfucking, they motherfucking... 36 months. Like, nigga, he's three. <laughs> How old is he? Oh, he's 36 months. What the fuck you mean? He's 30. He's three years old. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So, but you got to. That's normally an indicator of other challenges. That's but, what I'm saying, man. So, but, so you got to, like, really think about context and the nuance of this shit, brother Jay. Like, people people felt like they was on a, on a bid for, let's just say, 400 of them days. As soon as they was able to smell daylight, man, every everybody was on like city jail, city jail sentences for yeah. like three years straight, man. Yeah, and you got sense. thirty days, ninety days, six months. Everybody was on like city city jail sentences for fucking three years straight. So it don't mind, like you you get it, it's shit, man. Dude, do city jail time for some dumb shit. He probably shouldn't have been in there for. He get out. <laughs> And, and time is passed him by. He trying to play catch up, but just like that sleep, <laughs> time ain't coming back. Time ain't coming back. <laughs> like real rap. Time ain't Look at Kanye, back. man. I know we don't like the mix. Nope. But... <laughs> nope. Look at Kanye. No. Nope. Look at Kanye. I'm not. 1,096 1, days. And, and he just said, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. People look people 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 losing their ability to really just think rationally, man. I but I also think people are losing their ability to just be fucking good humans, bro. Mm-hmm. Like just look at look at the alpha mentioned <laughs> alpha mentioned person. <laughs> I just mentioned since you said I don't mention the name no more. Look at just lacking the ability. Just just be a good human. And I think we let me not say lacking the ability. I think Lacking the desire to be right because somewhere there's a decision being made that I want to do some fuckery. Right? I, I like I don't want to be a good human, so this is what I'm going to do. Like there is a conscious decision being made. One thousand ninety six <laughs> days, right? Of con- of 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 a, of a parameter around that conscious decision that you speak of. Yeah, and people will argue. It was like, no, I don't think it's a decision. No. Because at a certain, like, you know right from wrong. You know, like, uh, this is being a good human. This is not being a good human. You are making a conscious decision to not be a good human. And I just, I don't know, man, I'm concerned. I'm, I'm concerned for humanity, right? I mean, even people within our immediate sphere, I'm just like, when did it become cool to not be a good human? Now I'm confused. 
I asked a few people in my close circle, like, when, what made you decide that you didn't want to be a good human today? Like, what the hell? Like, I, that's another topic for another one, day. 1,096 days. And somebody got like, yo, think about the amount of discipline <laughs> that most people don't have <laughs> that you need Facts. <laughs> to make a conscious decision every day to try to not add to a problem. <laughs> yeah. You got a good point yo. there. You got a good point. Hey, man. I mean, for real, for real, it kind of makes sense. But but I digress because, um, you know, being out in the streets, that's just something that I know. I, I noticed. You know what I also noticed, Brother Jay? It's a lot of unhealed people out here in the world right now, man. Facts. A lot of unhealed people, Brother Jay. And, you know, I, 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 I'm very cautious when I say that because I don't want to sound like I'm coming from a privileged place. Yeah. Because I've 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 made a conscious decision to work on my own healing from different facets of my life and traumatic experiences. So I know it's easier said than done. Yeah. What concerns me though, brother Jay, is that I feel as if because people don't want to heal, a lot of times they don't know how to heal from say a broken heart, right? that broken heart that they may have experienced, you know, if it was from a significant other in terms of like an intimate relationship, it was, if it was from a, a loved one, parent, family member, friend, and your heart is broken. What I'm noticing brother Jay is people decide to sit in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we were just talking about like making that conscious decision to be a good human being. Yeah. I'm I'm getting the you know, I'm a, I'm a light worker, man. So I I I the vibrations the vibrations is everything for me. And what I'm just feeling and picking up is like people are deciding, bro, like just to sit in a space of heartbreak. I ain't knocking it. It concerns me though. Well, and I I would I would even take it a step further and say I don't think many people are aware that that's what they are dwelling within. I don't think they Yeah, I'll, I'll say awareness and I Awareness has been the theme for the last couple of weeks with a lot of my clients. And I said once before, you can't solve anything that you are not aware is broken. And many people are lacking in the area of awareness, situational awareness, relational awareness, like it's just not there and to your point thinking about people walking around unhealed a lot of people aren't aware that they haven't really healed I think that you know as a kid 
what happens? You get a boo-boo, you run to your mom, or you run to somebody, they kiss it, did I make it better? You say, yeah. And, and it's over. And I think a lot of adults are running around having other unhealed people kiss their emotional boo-boos. Hello. Asking, did I make it better? And they say, yes. And they're thinking that that's really healing them. And so you got people showing up unhealed, unaware that they are unhealed. And the energy is permeating the places and spaces that they're going into. The energy is transferring to people. And, and, and then everyone's looking confused. Like, why is this group of friends coming in the club or the bar? Like, what, like, uh, what is it? The proud family with the blue girls. Mm-hmm. Like why, why is this whole crew over here? Like, why is this, this dark cloud of energy or surrounded because y'all haven't healed on things. And it's weird because you, you can't really talk about healing with a lot of black folk. Why is that? Cause it ain't a bad, I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing, but like, why is there still a stigma to say, yo, man, experiences that you had in your life probably have caused you a level of mental harm, emotional harm. It's okay. Investigate it. Because to, if I admit that, I'm admitting that something is wrong with me. Ah, if I admit that, I am admitting that I am weak in areas that others think I that others think I am strong. If I admit that, I am admitting that I need help. If I admit that, I am admitting that there are problems. If I admit that, I am admitting that I don't have it all together. Right? And so if I say, "Hey, I need help." Now I'm looking as if I'm helpless and I can't be helpful. And, and there's so many nuances around that, especially within the black community, that I'm aware that I need healing, but I can't let my family know that I need to go get healing. So I go to therapy in private. I seek out resources, and I'm following all these mental health things on social media. But I don't have anybody in my circle to talk to about some of the things that I've experienced. Hell, maybe some of the things that we've experienced together. I don't have anyone that I can talk to, so I just keep gathering these tools. And I remember my cousin, you know when the old the old men in the family, when they would drink, you know, they would just say shit, right? Oh, and, man. And he be- I loved it. I loved hanging around my grandfather and his friends when these Bamas started drinking. But when that shit come back to be accurate and factual. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there's, there's, I, I loved it. And I think about it often, but there's also this space of regret. Cause I'm just like, man, what would it have been like to experience this at a more mature age to where I could really process and take all of the wisdom that they was just sharing, right? I mean, I remember some things, but as a kid, I I don't know what to pay attention to to remember or that I'm going to need this in life. And so I remember um, somebody, one of my cousins in the family was talking about he was going to fix something, and everybody laughed. All the older men was like, yeah, you you should take it to somebody that knows what they're doing. 
He's like, no, because I went down here and I got this, and I went down here and got this. And somebody else said, yeah, I was over there. I seen his house. He got about 1,000 tools over there. Don't know how to use none of them. And, 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 I, and I always remember that because I looked at the person's face, and it was kind of like, True, you true. hurt my feelings, <laughs> yeah. but nigga, you just said a true story with this true, moment. True. And so the old men, they laughed and continued drinking and as acted as if he wasn't there. And so I think about that often when I hear individuals telling me that, oh, I got all these books and I follow them on Instagram or I watch their TikTok videos or do this on YouTube. And I'm like, what good is all these tools if you don't know how to properly use them? Right. Or what good is the tool if you don't know what it's designed for? Because everything's not considered a hammer, but everything can be used to hammer something. Right. And so it's 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 very sad. Right. It's it's concerning when you you can you can easily recognize individuals. Right. Just in everyday conversation or. When individuals start speaking about certain topics, you can be like, mm, they haven't healed from X, Y, and Z. Relationships is huge, bro. It's, and I don't think people, once again, going back to awareness, I don't think people are aware that if I suffer a loss in a relationship, that doesn't mean that I'm only going to be wounded in the relationship aspects of my brain or my body, right? You are going to be wounded all over. Not accepting the residual impact. Yeah. 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 I mean, when you think about, when you think about a leaf, a light can't really cause harm leaf that falls off of a tree and hits a body of water the ripple from that leaf will go beyond what the eye can see. That's how trauma resonates within our bodies. I hurt one aspect of me, but then there's spill off. There's run over. And people think, oh, you know, bad relationship, cool. Um, they don't think about how the that bad breakup is going to affect how you show up at job at your job on Monday. They don't think about how that bad relationship is going to impact how you start to communicate to your children 10 minutes after you get off the phone call that solidified that the relationship is over. And they don't think about how the hate that you have in your heart from the person that you just into the relationship with how that spills over. And then that doesn't make you an approachable person or a person that people want to be around. So then domino effect. Now you feel alone and you feel like people are alienating you when really you are isolating yourself because you refuse to heal in the areas in which you have been hurt. Do you think people refuse to acknowledge the damage, right? Because, I mean, before you can actually heal, you got to acknowledge 
what happened or what's going on. Awareness, yeah. Awareness. Mm-hmm. Do you think people choose to be unaware out of fear of having to do something different? Oh, what's the change? Absolutely. I, so I think multiple things are true there. I yes, I think people they don't want to admit that oh the relationship is over. And now, you know, we used to show up in all these spaces and places together. It was always like, no one says they want to watch Tom. They say they want to watch Tom and Jerry. (laughs) No one, no one ever refers refers to Tom or Jerry. Yeah. It's it's that. That was that Delma movie. Yeah. It's Delma and Louise. Tom and Jerry. Yeah. 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 Sanford and son and son. Yeah. Martin and Gina. Right. Sanford was whacked by, you know, the, the, the Sanford show. Yeah. Won't Sanford and son. Yeah. And so like, no one, like, so the fact that now we not going to be Tom and Jerry, like, Oh, so if I ignore it, then, you know, it won't be as bad or I I don't really, I don't really know how this is going to work out. Right. So it's, there's a lot of things that play there. So it could be fear of, change because now our our morning routine is going to look going to be completely different and what i started laughing it's going to look different yeah and i started yeah. laughing when i was listening to one of my homeboys and he was like yeah man i got to find a new church to go to i was like why well you know we started going here i was like so you you go to a mega church chances are you probably ain't going to run into her every time it's here yeah, but you know, it's going to constantly remind me. I was like, yo, if you really think about it, anything that you look at or experience, you can find something that you can connect to previous memories. Right. So let's not, let's not dwell in that as excuses. Now, like if you need to take some time to separate from the spaces that you shared, that's something different, but like you can't go around and try to disengage from all of the spaces and places that you you experienced or that you were exposed to as an item or as a couple. Like, y'all went grocery shopping together. Does that mean you stopped going grocery shopping? Okay, so you Instacart everything. Got it. You ate Chick-fil-A. Does that mean you're no longer going to eat Chick-fil-A? But you really love Chick-fil-A, but you're separating from Chick-fil-A. So man, it's, it's I like, do that. I, I one-up you, man. Yo. If your if your ex or significant other was like in a in a particular ministry of the church, mm. a prominent ministry, and then you know I've been there and I was like, you know what, I like the church, I like the pastor. Well, I gotta leave. Yeah, but it's tough because you're making a decision based on like I I don't want to see her, I don't want to deal with her or be uh, or be connected to her. Yeah. But then it's almost like it's it's a necessity to feed your soul because I right, so what you gonna do? Yeah, you gonna leave the environment or you gonna stay and maybe not acknowledge the heartbreak involved for the sake of trying to create some kind of normalcy. Like I get I get it, man. And I ain't I ain't talking shit to nobody because like this coming from a cat that yo man. By the time I got over my 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 marriage, right. I was divorced, shit, five years. It took me like five. It took me like five years, be like a legit five years. Yeah, they like get like to 
to get to a place where I wasn't angry all the time or mad and or even a place where I say, you know what, I want to I want to take a risk and 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 just see what the world is about, man, to see, to see what people are about and get to know people. Because, you know, I had been through so, so much trauma and so much heartbreak and loss, but it, it took me a minute, but I, it, there was a crossroads I had to make. It's like, yo, man, you even sitting here, like, you're still a young man. You're still a young you're man. You're still a young man. <laughs> <laughs> you're an old dude, man. I just want the records to reflect. You're still an old dude, that instantly man. popped in my head. You I'm got my shit, You got my reference, man. Yeah, you, yeah. You're the oldest young nigga I yeah. know. <laughs> 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 but, but, but I say all that to say, like, so I'm not shitting on people. Yeah. I'm just looking at it from my own perspective. It's like, yo, man, if I'm scared all the time or... If I'm scared of change or if I feel like I can't do it or I'm going to be let down again, like that's not living, man. I just feel like a lot of people will will sit back and say, you know what, I, I would much rather numb the feeling instead of dealing with the feeling to move on. We, so you stay in a place of heartbreak. Yeah. Because you're not treating the heartbreak, you numbing it. Yeah. We have never been, as a people, outside of the civil rights movement. And I want to be very intentional with how I say this. Outside of the civil rights movement, we have never been taught to confront the things we are fighting within our own houses. We hide it. We have never been taught to confront the things within our house. We will fight what ain't right out in the streets. We will go up into the boardroom and, and advocate for everybody else and go into the schoolhouse, as the old folks used to say, and, and advocate for our children. If there's unfair treatment, we will do any and everything. We will cuss out Lottie Dottie and everybody. We will sing songs, march in everybody's streets, but we won't confront the things that are holding us captive in our own damn houses. We have never been taught that. Think about it. You, we go to the family function. You don't tell people what we got in our house. That's family business. You don't mm-hmm. tell people what goes on on the other side of the door. And I think that con- classic conditioning has spilled over into every aspect. So that's why you have so many people of color, primarily black people, hiding their suffering and their pain because we're not supposed to tell or let other people know what goes on in this house. All right. So that, that's a hell of a point, right? And you're talking about like generational systemic trauma that for whatever reason we, we in, in, at least in our communities, we haven't dealt with. Yeah. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw a I'm just gonna throw something out there, and it, I'm not saying it jokingly. Mm-hmm. I'm really saying it like from a place of inquiry, and trying to understand. 1972. There's an album called "Let's Stay Together." On the album, that was uh, written, produced. And performed by Al Green. Mm -hmm. He's asking a very poignant question. 
how can you mend a broken heart? So this is 70s. Yeah. Like, niggas ain't been heartbroken for the 2000s. This <laughs> ain't nothing new, bro. This ain't nothing new, This right? ain't nothing new. Heartbroke started with Adam and Eve when That's Eve what I'm saying. the apple. We ain't talking about <laughs> nothing new. This, it's, it's, it's a thing. And once again, we haven't been properly taught to confront the things that we are dealing with internally. What happens when you fall down or let's actually just zero it in your boy, break up with his girl. What's the first thing y'all do? Y'all link up. Y'all buy some bottles. We numb it. Right. If you smoke, you get whatever you smoke. Yep. And then you go to the strip club, you go to the and, club. And the quickest way to get over it is, is to, to get, get up under, under another one. Right. Yeah. And, and that's what we think helps, right? Yeah. Wait until yeah. exhale. What what happens yeah. when the girl is, when a woman is like experiencing some type of relationship grief? Like y'all get together, y'all drink, y'all talk shit about them. And then, oh, well, you know, I'm going to try to hook them up with such and such, right? It's, then fuck nigga free by Glorilla come on and... <laughs> That's it. We ain't even going to talk about how that's nominated for a Grammy. A Grammy. But, so we <laughs> <Let's> have. Let's go. We, <laughs> we got all these false and dysfunctional forms of coping that we continue to pass down. Hey, man, I, I remember one of my students walked into my office and. His homeboy said, hey, bro, you good? He said, yeah, man, I just broke up with my girl. And I was getting ready to say something, but I wanted to see how his homeboy showed up for him. <laughs> he said, well, shit, man, just like the bus stop, there's going to be another bus coming in a few minutes. And the boy who was literally like, never experienced this before. Not he to took me- a risk telling his boy he, he in, just broke up with his girl. In a public place. <laughs> yeah. He looked at this nigga like, why would you even say that right now? Like, and it was funny because, well, it wasn't funny, but it was funny because the boy who said that thought he was, thought he was giving him some medicine. Some game. Yeah, he thought he was giving him some game. He yeah, thought he was, yeah. hey, bro, I, yeah. there's another bus coming in a few minutes. And he, and I said, True. There will be more buses that come to the bus stop. But you got to give him the space to grieve over the bus that he no longer has. This the ill shit, though, Brother Jay. In 1972, this is what Al Green said. He said, I could think of younger days when living for my life was everything a man could want to do. Then he says, I could never see tomorrow. I was never told about the sorrow. Like, that's what the young man was going through. Like, I broke up with my girl. It ain't the breakup. It's the sorrow behind the breakup. I don't Nobody know told me about what this I'm shit. feeling. <laughs> I don't know what I'm feeling. Like, yes. what is this shit? I, and, and <laughs> to be even... To bring it home, right? I remember I was talking to my therapist about a recent situation. And so she was like, well, how did that make you feel? I was like, you know, the the situation is about about a week old. I don't know. And she just looked at me. I was like, I don't know if I was upset. 
I don't know if what I'm feeling is frustration or I don't know if it's disappointment. And she goes, why can't it be all three? I said it could, but I'm trying to pinpoint like, am I all three or is this feeling that I'm feeling? Am I disappointed? Am I angry? Am I frustrated? Am I upset? Because all of those are all different things. The issue, well, one of the issues, because we got some issues within the black community. The issue is that we don't learn about emotional intelligence until like 40s. It's too late. <laughs> we won't learn about it till it's too late, yeah. brother Jay. <laughs> yeah. And and I remember I did a I did a workshop with um teenage parents. And I was talking about emotional intelligence and how not to be how not to let your emotions master you, but how to become the master of your emotions. Bro, you would have thought I told everybody how to win the lottery. Cause I was, we went through real life situations. Like I gave people like, this is your script. You read this. And then I came through with an alternative script. What would happen if I said this instead? And everyone was like, <sighs> and I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, this is, this, this is, this is interesting. And so in one class, the teenage parents or the young parents, they had to bring their parents in. And then they had to go through different scenarios and then they had to think of alternative responses. And it was it was very disheartening to see that many of them could not see alternative ways to respond to certain situations. And I'm talking about 40 and 50-year-old individuals. Like, they, they couldn't find alternative ways to deal with things. And so, like, going back to the question that Brother Al, when he asked the question, how do you mend a broken heart? But then it's the ill thing, man, because, like, going, going back to, like, the, the root of it all, nobody's prepared for the sorrow. But this is the ill thing that I think is probably, like, the coldest the coldest line in the song, right? He goes, how can you mend this broken man? So the heart is connected to the man. Yeah. How can you mend this broken man? How can a loser ever win? Somebody please help me mend my broken heart and help me live again. People aren't living again because they stuck in the broken heartness and they stuck in the pain that's associated with it, man. It's keeping them from living, brother Jay. That's what I'm noticing. So how can you mend a broken heart if people don't want to acknowledge that they heartbroken in the first fucking place, man? I'll give you I'll give you a more simpler example. I remember a client of mine limped into my office. So I didn't say nothing the first time he limped in. That was on a Monday. On Thursday, for the second session, he comes in. We having a conversation. I notice that the limp is getting worse. He don't bring it up. I don't say nothing. The next week, the brother's whole walk is off. And I said, all right, bro, this is the third time I'm seeing you, and you still got this same limp. What happened? So he tells me. And I said, well, why don't you just go to the doctor? They could probably help, you know, reset it. He was like, nah, man, that's going to hurt. 
Mm. Hello. I said, say it again. He said, that's going to hurt. If I go and have them do that, that that's going to hurt. I said, yep, temporarily. It'll hurt like hell for maybe seven seconds. One time for the people in the back. Seven seconds. It's going to hurt. It's like maybe 10. It's going to hurt. A tear or two is probably going to come out your eye. But it it it'll, it it won't last that long. I said, so you're willing to risk further injury. Bring it home, Brother Jay. And consistent pain. Because you know that in order to get it fixed, they're going to have to bring everything to the surface. Mm. And you're okay with that. So you're, you're okay. I said, I can see your walk has changed from Monday to Monday. Monday, it was a slight limp. Thursday, it was more pronounced. This week, you are moving hella slow. This is impacting all the spaces and places that you're trying to go. I watched you walk to your car. It took you a very long time to get to your car and then to get out of the car. It took you an even longer time to get out of the car. How do you grocery shop? You got steps to get into your house. How do you get into your house? So you're willing to constantly deal with this versus going to the doctor and putting up with seven seconds of pain. 10 seconds at the most. And we are doing that with emotional injuries. How do you mend a broken heart? (laughs) You go to the emotional hospital. You go somebody tell me. You and, and you go and you get tools. And it's not going to feel good because you're going to have to talk about, you're going to have to say what it is, right? When you go to the ER or to to urgent care, right? When you get triaged, they want to know, well, what brings you in today? What symptoms are you experiencing? They want to check your vitals. Well, when did you start feeling this? What do you think could have potentially caused this? How can a loser win? Right. There's, there's questions of assessment. And that's going to hurt to keep bringing this stuff up. But the sooner it comes up, the sooner it comes out. And then you can start to heal. I remember old school remedy. What happens when you burn your finger? Old folks used to say, put what on it? Butter. Butter, yeah. But I, I, never, got the, I never got the butter or the Crisco thing because I'm just like, yo, that... I don't know. Why does it help? It doesn't, right? What it yeah. does is it seals in the heat. Yes. <laughs> why, why do you use something that's supposed to get hot? <laughs> like, no. And my grandmother told somebody, she was like, no, don't do that. You run it under warm water, not cold water, because you don't want to shock. Run it under warm water, but the heat got to get out of the skin in order for the burn to heal. The butter, all that's going to do is just trap the heat in. And you don't really think about, like, the heat is staying within your skin. But, no, that trauma has been produced, 
and it doesn't have anywhere to move. So that's why you see the burn turns into a little welt, and then it just because that's that's still heat. The heat hasn't gone anywhere. There's nothing else that has bounced the heat out. So that's why the burn has more damage than what you think because you're not allowing the heat to exit after it entered. And so you can do whatever you want to do, but until the heat has properly exited, the burn won't heal. Same thing with the heart. And you got to, you have to be able to speak to it and triage the situation. And a lot of times I tell people we can't solve the same we can't solve the problem with the same level of intelligence that it took to create it. Cuz I mean, honestly, man, if you if you screaming for help, help me mend my help me mend this old old broken heart. Meaning there's old wounds and help me love again. I feel like I got to I feel like I want to live again. Yeah. The heart, the heart, the heart aids you in living or aids you in dying. And it's, and it's, and the difference is the decision. Hello. I can do what I can do to keep the pain in, to keep the burn inside, or I can do what I need to do to triage it and help get the burn out because the human body is, is, is amazing in its ability to heal itself. But in order to heal itself, that which made it sick has to be removed, right? Like you cut your finger, eventually the skin grows back. The cells rejuvenate and boom. You may have a scar, but depending on how you treat it, you may not have a scar. But if you get a splinter in your skin and you just put a Band-Aid over it, it's not going to heal and potentially there could be an infection because you're not taking the thing out that's causing the pain or the injury. Right? Like when you get a cut, you got to clean it to prevent the infection from taking place. There's bacteria. Like, you got to get the stuff out first. Remember, I had a, right before I had oral surgery, I had a toothache, and the dentist said, hey, you have an infection here. So in order for us to go in and treat it, you got to take this first. And that got rid of the infection first because they wouldn't go in until the infection was gone. He said, because if we go in now and there's infection, the infection could potentially spread, and then where we cut could also become infected, and then that causes more damage because your body won't be able to rejuvenate itself in the way it's designed to do. So I had to go through course of medicine, antibiotics, to get rid of the infection that was causing the issue, and then once the antibiotics did what it was supposed to do, the infection was gone, and then they could treat the problem. And I think many of us need to recognize and tap into, one, we need to become aware, acknowledge and become aware that we have experienced something that has caused a broken heart. And then two, we need to triage it. 
And once you triage it, you got to give it time to heal. Absolutely. You can't just you just can't put it right back in action. Oh, uh, brother, to re-engine a, it. But that's, that's another that's, that's a, another that's another that's another topic for another show, brother. brother that that can go two different episodes because we, we know, right? It's similar to you fall down, you kiss the boo boo, and you go back into the game, and then you wonder why the next time you caught something, why it hurt even more, because you weren't properly healed from the first one. But that that's. That's all. That's all we got for. That's all the time we. That's got all today. we. That's yeah. all we got, man. But yeah. I, I'm just curious, man, because I just feel like, I just feel like matters of the heart can stop a lot of people from, uh, re reintroducing themselves to whatever sense of normalcy they seeking. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, you know, man, hell. I ain't mean to get heavy on you, brother Jay. I just had some questions, though. You know what I mean? It's all good. Mm. Well, on that note, you just witnessed another edition of the Game Recognized Game podcast with RLJ and Kev. I'm KEV. That's RLJ. And we are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution, where evolution is revolution. And if you got a broken heart, my prayer to you is that uh, you seeking out the requisite uh, healing process to help you mend and, and cleanse yourself and be productive and heal from that broken heart so that you can live life again. Until next time, be light. Be light. Until next time, follow us on all social media platforms at, at GRG RLJ. KEV and be like.